Hello, welcome to the Comparative Agility Podcast. My name is Simon Hilton, and in this series we'll be talking with world leaders in agility to help understand how we can make continuous improvement a part of your company's DNA. In this episode, I speak with Mark Summers and Bob Galen about the Agile Coaching PI and how they're seeking to create a more rounded Agile coach. And here we are. Welcome to the Comparative Agility Podcast. My name is Simon Hilton, and today I'm joined by Bob Gell and Mark Summers, where we're talking about the Agile Coaching PI. How are you? Good, Simon. Nice. Yeah, we're both good. Nice to be here. Fantastic. It's, it's, it's probably one of the uh, funniest podcasts I've recorded, considering we're all in three different corners of the world. So, you know, one person's had their coffee, another person's ready to go to bed. So it's going to be a fantastic conversation, I think. I always feel but, like we're ready to go to bed, Sam. Yes. <laughs> but today we're talking about the Agile Coaching PI uh, on comparative agility. I think this is a really special one because obviously our coaching has been a integral part of many kind of digital transformations around, uh, especially Agile transformations around the world. Um, but, you know, what is coaching? How does it work? I think that's always been a very um, uh, perplexing question for a lot of people. So how did you come to approach this? You want to give it a go? Um, yeah, so uh, I guess this is just one of the questions, really, that, that we've kind of been uh, addressing over, over the uh, last few years, really. Um, I think fundamentally, though, the, the, the question that has driven the PI is, you know, how, you know, when, when we are adopting an agile coaching stance, um, how do we know how we're doing? You know, how do we um, how do we know where we want to grow? Um, and, I, and I think um, our view of agile coaching is, is certainly broad and, and, and deep. Broad in that it's not just about coaching. There's many different aspects about involved in, in, in agile coaching. But it's also um, the model that we worked on um, is also deep because it, it kind of um, allows you to reflect at different levels that you might be on in your journey. So that's the kind of approach we've taken. How did you two meet, by the way? Oh, we met, um, and I want to circle back and add on to what Mark said a little bit, yeah. but uh, uh, we, I think, Mark, well, we met through the community, the Scrum Alliance community. And I think Mark and I both volunteered uh, to help facilitate uh, the Scrum Alliance was sponsoring uh, and still does to some degree coaching retreats. Mm-hmm. where uh, a small group, I think it was capped around 60 or 75 people, you would invite uh, coaches of a, of a variety of levels uh, to a place uh, for a few days for them to collaborate and mm-hmm. to plan learning, you know, learning objectives and things like that. And in fact, that's how the wheel, the and Mark, this it evolved out of Europe. So one of Mark's retreats where he was leading it, uh, it evolved from uh, from there, from a, a retreat, I think around 2016. Mark, is, is that how we, I think that's how we met. Yeah, I mean, the re- retreats are kind of a good place to start, actually, in, in kind of with all of this. I think, yeah, it was kind of 2013 in Phoenix at the Agile Coaching Retreat. Um, w- one of the things that I wanted to do in the world of Agile Coaching at that point was to kind of bring the community of practitioners together, which was my kind of driver for bringing the format of the retreats back over, over to Europe. Um, so we've been running them in, in Europe since about 2014. Um, and, and then, and then through, through these retreats, it's been interesting. It's kind of my, my, um, 
my interest in, in this idea of professionalizing the world of, of agile coaching has, has kind of got deeper really through the collaborations at these different retreats that's actually why they're they're quite powerful um mm-hmm. i think it was back in 2016 i was at a retreat in um in geneva um and one of the problem spaces we were looking at there is like you know, in these larger organizations that we, we often might might help people in, it's like, how, how do we help managers um, in these larger organizations make a maybe a, a, a transition to more of a coaching stance of working? How do they take on some of the kind of this, this, this agile coaching uh, profession themselves? Um, so that was one of the reasons for actually starting to uh, define, um, put some definition around around this. And then um, in, in 2017, this kind of this whole idea of um, lots of people are, are, are kind of calling themselves agile coaches. Mm-hmm. Um, um, some of them are wonderful people and, and highly skilled with years of experience of, of, of guiding people and organizations to, to kind of greater agility. But, you know, e- equally, there's, there's, there's people who, who don't have that experience and, and depth of knowledge mm-hmm. and, and practice. And, and um, it, how do we tell the difference? How do we help organizations know who, who best to, to bring on board and to, to kind of help them? Um, so that, that's interesting as well. And, and, and I think the wheel itself, which the, uh, the, it underpins um, um, the uh, Agile Coaching PI, uh, started to be born in 2018. A retreat where we kind of then really start to look at this question about how we help coaches grow. Fantastic. The one thing, the one thing I wanted to come circle back to is I I think there's and I don't mean to make it sound adversarial because it's not, but there are two camps I think, mm-hmm. and it's they trigger on this term coaching. <laughs> so so there's agile coaching and there's professional coaching. Yes. Um, and professional coaching is there's a certifying body the icf the international coaching federation is around that they have credentialing around that and it's really a deep dive into into professional coaching and if i could characterize it simply it's asking questions and really exploring the the client whoever you're coaching has to solve their own challenges there's nothing wrong with that Uh, and that's your only stance so professional coaching is a stance it's a way you approach the client uh, the, in the agile coaching community, there's the, the one camp says, you know, you, you stay in professional coaching most of the time is the mm-hmm. way I'll characterize it. That's your dominant stance. You, you show up with your client most of the time that way. Uh, I think Mark and I and the wheel is trying to say, while professional coaching is fantastic uh, and we continue to develop our capabilities, our skills in that, uh, there's other stances that are equally important based on your coaching context and that a well-rounded, you know, we want, we want to influence more well-rounded coaching. So, so a way to wrap that is I think agile coaching is a superset of professional coaching, or it includes professional coaching. Uh, And I think there's a lot of confusion around that. And hopefully the wheel can change that. And it's, it comes back to how do we serve our clients and we need to be nimble. We need to be deep, broad, Etc. And Mark was Mark was saying that earlier. Mark, did I did I feel free to disagree with me? I was trying to capture that nuance of the two the two views. No, and, I, and actually, the the thing that I actually love about agile coaching is this idea that it it's made up of multiple professions. You know, I think the yep. the, the best people who are practitioners of this are people who go and and and, and kind of embed themselves in other worlds, and then they bring this back to their practices uh, to their practice as a uh, in agile coaching disciplines. 
I think you're really onto something there. I mean, I've had that exact same conversation with other, other agile coaches about, well, how much do you jump in and show the team how to do things versus just guiding them and and being kind of very Socratic in that method. Um, but I don't, I don't think there's a right way. It's just kind of, I, I do like how open and, but also you're equipping agile coaches with many tools, you know, for, for whatever job needs to be done. Um, so we've talked a lot about the wheel. So maybe let's just dive right in and take a, a, a tour through that. So, I mean, the first one I look at it here, I see the first kind of at the top of this wheel, we see the agile lean practitioner. Um, is that, is that the cornerstone or what is that about? Oh, I actually, I'm not, I actually would say go to the center. So think of it as a dartboard and, and start, and, well, that's probably a bad metaphor. That'll come back to haunt me, I suspect, Mark. <laughs> but but uh, think, of it, think of it, self-mastery is, mm -hmm. is, really, is really the key. Um, and it comes back to, I think Mark and I have both, we, I, or I can't speak for Mark, but for myself, I get frustrated. Not only are coaches, they have different views of stances and how do you assist the client, but folks can get sort of full of themselves sometimes that so they can be coaching in context, but they're really not capable of it. And again, there's not a baseline understanding of competency. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so to me, it starts with, you know, that self-reflection. Uh, yeah. That's what's exciting about the PI. It's like, you know, run, run an assessment. Like, like you're, I, you know, you have the label, I am an agile coach. You have on LinkedIn, you, you characterize yourself as an agile coach. Mm -hmm. well, well, what are you good at? And what are you not good at? And where do you need to develop yourself? So that's part of that self-mastery, that self-awareness, uh, emotional intelligence goes in there. Self-care would go in there. Mm -hmm. uh, Simon, from that point of view, making sure that you're balanced, balancing within yourself so that you're approaching your clients with energy. So I think the place to start would be in the middle. Yeah, and, and, and kind of building, uh, this is actually, for me, the hardest thing for um, uh, an agile coach is, is, is almost having that self-awareness and knowing in the moment, given the context, how should I be? You know, which one of these stances shall I use to kind of maximum benefit of, of my team, the organization? So th this is really where, where, where it starts and, and is kind of central, as Bob was saying. Really funny. I, took, uh, uh, oh, go go ahead. Ahead. I was going to say I took a, a, a coaching course, in, uh, ORSC, which is a professional coaching course. And one of the metaphors that sticks with me that I really like is this notion of dancing and dancing mm. with your client. And, and if you're familiar with Kinevin, there's sort of a sense and respond nature to it. So as a coach, it's part of that self-mastery is developing your radar so that you're sensing and responding at a variety of levels with your client, the organizational level, right? The, the systems level, the individual level, and you're adjusting to serve the client. So think of it as, I, I think a more experienced agile coach would be dancing around the wheel, not chaotically. I don't think you're, I don't think you're hitting everything in milliseconds, but, but depending on what's needed, you might, you know, you might start with, uh, like you were saying, agile practitioner, you might bring those experiences to bear, and then you might start advising stance, and then you might get curious and go into coaching stance and ask a few questions and clarify. So you're, so you're dancing around the wheel. Yeah, ahead, I think it's really interesting having gone into teams and I sometimes feel like you're expected to, or you're seen as this perfect solution to their problem. And I think what you've said there about self-mastery and being very open and honest and saying, no, I'm on my continuous improvement journey, just like you're on your continuous improvement journey is, is a real uh, important set point in the mindset that you want to instill inside the team. 
well, walking your talk. Yes. One of the things, one of the things that I, I get bugged by coaching sometimes or coaches, I, I want the, I want the art profession to really, you know, sort of grow and really yep. sort of, you know, impact. And one of the things is, you know, it's easy to tell people, it's easy to coach and tell people what to do or ask them questions to guide them. But, but what are you doing? Are you walking your talk? Yeah. So I can be coaching someone and say, oh, you have excessive whiplash here. You have too many balls in the air. Yeah. And then I look at the coach and I'm like, and you have 32,000 clients that you're balancing. Yeah. So there's something fundamentally wrong. So are you modeling? Uh, yep. Are you modeling? And, and that actually shows up, I think, in the leading uh, stance, if you will, or the leading, the leadership competence, walking your talk. So as a coach, you, you know, you can be coaching and not even coaching. Like, how are you showing up? How are you role modeling? How are you walking yourself? And your clients are paying attention to that. Absolutely. So we had self-mastery at the center and we'll just go around, maybe, maybe we'll just go around it and go through them one by one and we can talk to how that made its way on the, on the, um, onto the wheel. So uh, we had self-mastery in the center and then we have serving. So this comes down to servant leadership and things like that. Yeah, so looking at serving. So uh, I think one thing to point out about the wheel is it, it's, um, it's been constantly changing since 2018. I think we're, 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 we're working on a, a new version, which is the one we're really talking through, which is underpins the Agile Coaching PI. Um, so yeah, this is, the, this is the kind of serving the team, serving the business uh, aspect. So it, th this kind of serving area here is where your, your practice actually meets the teams. So mm -hmm. it, it's kind of, it's your, your, your knowledge of, of, of kind of, you know, team dynamics, how to build effective teams. It's your, uh, in terms of serving the teams, in, the, in terms of serving the business, it's, it's kind of um, your, your knowledge and expertise and ability to kind of work with People like product owners, product managers, stakeholders, mm -hmm. and the team, uh, who are also stakeholders, of course, uh, in, in kind of understanding the context, understanding uh, their, their mission and where, where they're heading and all this kind of stuff. And, and, and then using other disciplines. So this is the, the almost where you where you meet the team and where you meet the business. And in order to do that, you might use some of the other skills, such as your facilitation skills, your, yes. your coaching skills, and being dancing between different things. So it's interesting, things like the serving, the, the business and the team are very much the where we meet the context and also the transforming where you work and help the organization navigate change conduct experiments and things like that again to do that you might be role modeling you might be facilitating a leadership workshop so again you, you you're not necessarily just using one of these uh, um, areas as well you're, you're kind of using the skills and, and, and kind of using the the, the the context that you're in at that time yeah it's it's i like how you put that it really does become clear that these are you know, tools in your tool belt and you can might be using a variety of tools in one context. And what really also comes to mind when you, when you talk about serving here is the empowerment of, of those teams. Cause you know, I do see here guided learning, et cetera, like you do want to empower people, but how do you do that? Um, there's a lot variety of ways you can do that via transforming the organization, facilitating, you know, communication, those kinds of things. Got it. I, I mean, I might couple Simon, the, the, if you look at the color coding in the wheel, the top three segments, transforming agiline practitioner and serving think of them maybe as mastering competencies mm -hmm. or the domain competencies and there's a there's a reason that they're the color is different they're the black lettering they're uh transforming is organizational change and design yeah which which it historically has not you know some coaches have done that but it's not been formally put in play 
So do you have experience? Do you have skills? Do you have competencies uh, in that area? And then agile lean practitioner, you said earlier, that's sort of that wide, what are your agile chops, mm. right? What are your lean chops? What are you bringing? Uh, scaling comes into play there, all of the frameworks. Uh, and then like Mark said, serving, uh, that servant mindset at a business level, business domain experience potentially, and then team, team awareness, uh, having, having team coaching skills. Uh, so I would put those three sort of related to each other. And then this, the below are more of the, you know, maybe the active competencies, the leading coaching, facilitated guiding, learning and advising. Uh, I, I think they, I think of them more as stances. So to me, I'm not dancing into, remember I was talking about that metaphor mm. of dancing around mm. the wheel. I, I think I have service, the service orientation in my mindset all the time. It's sort of a base or a master skill or a master competency. Not master in that, but, but it's something that's generic. I'm bringing it to bear all the time. Whereas the five at the bottom, we're sort of moving around depending on the need. Mark, Mark add nuance to that if I, if I took it in the wrong direction. No, no, absolutely. I, I agree. It's interesting that Simon started by asking about Agile and Lean Practitioner. We went, no, 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 we need to start in the center. Yeah. Um, and, and actually what I'm thinking there is, well, once you, once you kind of uh, reach, reach a certain level of proficiency, experience, uh, knowledge, that's probably where you want to start because you're, you're applying these things. However, most of us don't start there in terms of our journey of growth. You know, for me, it probably was. I came in, into it through Agile. So actually, as you look at this model, it absolutely uh, feels like a, a natural place to start. You know, you kind of, um, your organization might go through some kind of uh, change that's brought in maybe by yourself or by somebody else and you get involved in it and you go out and find, want to find out as much as you can about Agile stuff. You know, yep. different frameworks, um, uh, understand deeply the principles. And that's probably where for a lot of us, our, our learning kind of started. Um, um, and then personally for me, the next one was like, uh, I was from a software development background. Um, so, and suddenly I was going to be having to facilitate groups of people. So the next thing naturally, oh, facilitation, <laughs> I need to go and learn about that. So that's probably for people who went along that path, that's probably a, a, a common thing. But I think once you've kind of started to dabble, you've kind of got to the practitioner level in in, in in a few of these areas, that's when you kind of really need to start to, to kind of learn to center yourself, understand yourself, understand your context and, and really go, go to the center of the wheel. Yeah, that makes, that makes a lot of sense to me. And, and, and the more that I look at it, the more I understand that um, one coming into the agile coaching, I mean, you just pointed out one of the really uh, common pathways. No one's born an agile practitioner, not agile coach. They don't come into this world that way. They usually come from a, uh, a place, whether it's design, you know, uh, software engineer, whatever, but they, they will come in with a certain set of skills. But what's really great about this is it helps you understand what that holistic growth that you can go on. We're talking about before with the journey um, and, you know, okay, maybe I've never, never I, I understand uh, advising, but I've never let facilitated a team before. Okay. I need to go and learn that stuff. So um, it, was that what you were looking for there when, when designing the wheel was the holistic growth and um, uh, skill set that an Agile coach needs? Absolutely, I think. Uh, also, I mean, where I got excited with the PI, coming back to comparative agility, is how do you assess that? Mm. So Mark talked about he was being driven, you know, you could be driven by contractual, you know, what, you know, your clients, what are your, what is your background? 
-hmm. and then how am I coaching? And then, oh, I need to be facilitation. But but then we want to raise that and say, you want to become a well-rounded coach. Yes. So now assess assess yourself in what are the dimensions? Well, the yep. wheel provides that. Now do an assessment. That doesn't mean you have to equally, that doesn't mean you have to buy 8,000 books and start yep. watching, you know, 800 videos, but it's now you, now you know, oh, I have a strength here. Like Mark came into coaching um, as a technologist, let's say, I, that's what I heard. I came in from a leadership point of view, maybe, I, mm -hmm. not maybe, I was in leadership roles and, and then I had agile experience, a bit of development, but more leadership. So then I came in from that. Facilitation was a weakness of mine. Coaching was moderate, mm -hmm. um, guiding learning, right? So, so assess where you are, look at yourself, look at your goals, like look at your professional career goals. So map that out and then start, and then start filling in the blanks around the wheel. But if you aspire to become a great agile coach, uh, the wheel gives you this balanced, I, I think the term well-rounded. Ultimately, I think <laughs> we want to become well-rounded coaches, pun intended, so yeah. that we so, so that we can serve our clients better, right? But, but I, also, I think that it, it, it helps us, um, the, the fact that we have maybe diversity in, in agile coaches, not all yes. agile coaches yes. will be exactly the same. You know, I can see where I'm stronger and, and weaker and, and, and just where I'm weaker is, well, it's an opportunity to either grow or to acknowledge I'm not interested in that. But when, when, that's, in, when that's important, I know, I know Bob and I'll bring Bob in because he's great at that kind of stuff, for example. So it kind of helps us uh, also understand how we might work better with other people and where our gaps are and bringing other people into an engagement and things like this. Uh, that's I think that's an interesting a really, point, Mark. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's complementary skills. And that goes into like pair coaching and co-coaching and things like that as well. And just being comfortable with that. Because I don't know, I mean, Simon, I, I don't know. I want to hear Mark, how Mark, I, I, I think the wheel, what's rich about the wheel. And if you look at there's five, the, there's competency levels within each competency, there's five levels. I'll never be done. I mean, I'm an old, <laughs> I'm an older guy, but I, I can be, I can be living on this wheel for 20 more years and still you know, be working and working and working at it, which is kind of interesting and I think cool and, and a natural part of life. It's okay. So I'm not, so it's just, it guides me uh, and other folks are on their journey in different ways on the wheel. Yeah. I've certainly been in that scenario with other coaches in an organization where you recognize what needs to be done, but you, oh, wait a minute, you know, X person, Dave, for example, you're really great at facilitating workshops. Do you mind it? And it may not even be that you can, uh, you need to learn. Sometimes you just need that extra help and knowing who can, who can help you on the team is really, really important. In fact, I think I'm being pulled in to run a retro tomorrow because someone said, Hey, you're great at this. Can you go and do that? So I'm starting to see, I'm starting to uh, forecast what I'm going to get on my wheel when I, uh, when I take the PI. So that's fantastic. Um, let's go back to that question around coaching though, because I'm really interested in on the coaching skills here in the, the superset um, of agile coaching. Um, are all of these, I guess, look, my question comes back to, are all of these equally weighted, do you think? Or is there, um, is there more nuance than that? I don't know if they're equally weighted. I think they're equally deep and rich mm -hmm. and broad. So, for example, I'll, I'll show some vulnerability. Mark was talking about 
and and he and I wrote a book together and I could tell that he has strong facilitation skills. I'm not the strongest facilitator, so my facilitation skills are probably really weak. They're yeah. not bad, but they're they're weaker than Mark's. Uh, so so that's I mean, I could spend the next two or three years just working on facilitation tools and techniques and practice. Uh, so I think that's that's an incredibly rich landscape. Uh, coaching. I mean, we just talked about professional coaching. There's folks that do that for a living. Uh, there's multiple levels of mastery in there. There's different, uh, there's individual coaching versus systems coaching. ORSC I mentioned earlier is a system coaching model or a group-based coaching model. Coactive is more of an individual or one-on-one -on -one coaching model. Uh, both of those live in that space. Uh, guided learning, uh, mentoring and teaching. I mean, there's people who do teaching for a living. And that's that's yes. what they do. Uh, I said, I spent 10 more than 10 years 20 years in a leadership in leadership roles in technology now i don't know what level i'm probably a, a novice when it comes to leadership but but i th i think those all of those areas are which makes it interesting and valuable they're all deep and rich uh, and we have to choose which ones to focus on based on our interests, based on client needs and which ones to start. I've, I've intentionally, all joking aside, I've intentionally start facilitation uh, because I can, I can collaborate with other people on mm. that uh, and they can do a much more effective job than I can. I think this is a really important point that I was wanting to get to is that um, all of these, as you pointed out, seem to be infinitely deep in the way that, you know, even that, even you could be world-class and still have a lot to learn. Um, but no one can be a master at them all, would you say? I would, I would, I would personally agree with that. Okay. I don't know. Mark, what do you think? Well, um, I guess it depends on what, what we define master as. Um, uh, they nicely played. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, yeah, with the sentiment, I, 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 can, I, I agree definitely. I mean, I, I know um, people might say I'm quite a strong facilitator, but I know there's a whole world of learning out there. And that's the, in fact, in, in my reflections about my own personal growth, although it was probably one of the, one of the first areas that I worked on on myself, it is probably now somewhere I want to go uh, and explore more now um, and, and kind of learn new schools of facilitation um, because I've, I've seen people facilitate and I've been intrigued about, uh, oh, that's not how I would have done it. What, what's, what's driving them? And I want to I learn more around that again so that I could be more, more adaptable and, and, and you, you grow some, some new techniques as well. But again, um, yeah, I, I don't think you could be a, a true master in, in, in all of these things. Absolutely not in the, in the true sense of the word. Simon, Even, I think there's an there's an elephant in the room a little bit yep. that I want to that I want to talk about. So so someone I forget who it was, but an agile coach or someone in the agile coaching community uh, did a search, and I did an equal search on LinkedIn for anyone who has uh, agile coaching in their in their name in their profile on LinkedIn, and I think they came out with like two hundred thousand agile coaches or something yep. in the world, and and I liken that to, and this is there's a lot of agile coaches today. Uh, and it's a really easy uh, shingle to place. You know, I attend a few classes, I have a few certifications, and, and I have one year of experience or two years of experience. And I run into people like this a lot. Mm -hmm. They're not bad people. They just don't understand. I don't think there's a model. And they put up a shingle and say, I am an agile coach. 
and and then they're done. A lot of a lot of them have the mindset of I've achieved that level. Mm-hmm. And I think what we what Mark and I want to do uh, or influence in the community is it's deep and broad, and we're all on the journey. And there's a lot of mediocrity out there, and mm-hmm. there's a lot of underserving clients. And we'd like to set the bar up with comparative agility to change that. Uh, and it's not a judgment change. It's a here assess yourself. Here, I Mark and I worked incredibly hard on providing uh, learning uh, resources behind the PI so folks can go on that journey and develop themselves. Uh, but there's a, there's a lot of mediocrity out there and we're doing harm to the profession and we're doing harm to the clients. And, and I think we need to change that. Uh, Mark, was I too strong? What do you think? I like it when you're strong, Bob, it's good. Um, <laughs> uh, but I, I also will build on it as well. What we're talking about here is agile coaching as a, as a profession. Uh, and there are many different types of people who call themselves different things who might uh, use agile coaching in their work. Uh, in fact, sometimes I think it can be harmful that we might call ourselves agile coaches. I sometimes call myself an agile coach because it helps describe what I do in a certain context. But really, you know, as a scrum master, you are agile coaching. Um, as a as a, as one of those managers who wants to help uh, self managing teams, I need to transition maybe to become and use some of these agile coaching uh, ideas that we we are covering here in the wheel as well. So, you know, whatever your job title or you describe as your role, uh, agile coaching is is the activity, the stand that you are the ultimate stance that you are taking i think that's a really really strong point and um something that i've often said in my travels as well is like example uh a a kind of parallel thing would be scrum mastering like it doesn't have to be a role it can actually be a set of behaviors which anyone in the team whether you're a senior engineer or a qa person you can all really show up in that space. And I'm, I'm hearing that same thing from agile coaching, wherever you are in the organization, there is the ability to, um, to use those behaviors. And this is, would you say that this is a great um, uh, tool for anyone within the organization to, to build those skills? Yeah, I, I think this, this is useful for anybody who has the mindset or perspective of, how do we do stuff around here? Um, you know, and how, how do we work? You know, how do we optimize the organization, the content, the, the, the space and the system? Um, so yeah, anyone who's kind of got that system view is, 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 is going to be very, very useful for them to thinking about if we want to do it in an agile way, in a human centered way, because that's at the heart of being an agile coaching profession, um, then it's going to be useful for you, I think. One of the things I've been doing lately is um, I do a lot of leadership coaching, organizational mm-hmm. leaders, senior leadership coaching. And I've been trying to, I've been writing about and talking to leaders uh, and refer, you know, talking to them about their coaching role. So very often, at least in my experience, you know, leaders look at agile coaches like, great, I don't have to, I'm kidding, but I don't have to coach anymore. I, I pay these, I pay these agile <laughs> coaches and they, and they coach my teams so I can go play golf and I can go do what I want to do. And I'm like, no, no, you, you are a coach, if anything, in, you know, today in a VUCA world, et cetera, with all the complexity and all of the challenges and with, you know, sort of virtual, you know, virtual teams, you need to coach, you need to have these chops. So I think yep. anyone who has a leader, a leader title or a leader or a notion of leadership in their role, and that's a broad brush, uh, 
I would recommend they take the assessment for goodness sakes and look at where are their strengths and and where do they need to refine themselves from a from a leader you know from a leadership coaching point of view so i hope this takes off very broadly that's fantastic well that's all the time we have for today so thank you so much for your time um and i anyone listening you can go to the go to comparativejly.com and look up the agile coaching pi and take it for yourself um but bob and mark where can we learn more about you mark um, well, I'm a, I'm a founding partner at B-Liminal. So if you go on to B-Liminal.com, uh, you'll, you'll kind of uh, find out all about me and, and us and what we do and all of our, our blogs and, and things like this. Um, yeah, Bob. And I have a coaching firm, but I'm really under the moniker Agile Moose. So Agile hyphen Moose. And you can find information about me there. And then I want to real quick plug, Simon, and I will send you some links. But uh, Mark and I have co-created uh, an Agile book. Uh, that that's called extraordinarily badass agile coaching, and as the uh, as one of the centerpieces, or as the centerpiece model, uh, the uh, the wheel is front and center. And Mark has uh, written a few chapters. He actually took you know explained the wheel in much more detail, and and showed illustrated how to coach using the wheel as a mindset and some dancing and things. So that's that's a little bit. That would be a great. I think next step, and I'll stop marketing the book, but that would be a great next step for folks as well. Yeah, we'll include that in the show notes. That's fantastic. Well, thank you very much, and we'll see you soon. Have a great night. Thank you, Simon. Thank you.